close till I get up. Time is barely on our side. I don't wanna waste what's left. The storms we chase are leading us, and love is all we'll ever trust. Yeah, no, I don't wanna waste what's left. Hey guys, today in the podcast, we got Alex Gibbon. He's formerly played for the Queensland Reds and the Australian Sevens. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast with Alex today. Welcome to the show, Alex. What did you want to be when you were growing up? Um, Oh, God, it changed quite a few times. Uh, When I was really young, I wanted to be a vet. Um, But you had to study too much. (laughs) (laughs) And I was a little bit naughty in class, so I didn't think that was going to work. And then I really, really wanted to uh, represent my country at rugby. Um, So that was my next one that I wanted to do. And I always, uh, so I grew up on a farm, Max. Um, so I suppose that's where my roots were. And uh, yeah, I kind of wanted to be a farmer. So that's where I am now, living on yeah. the farm and uh, running a farm. So that's good. Yeah. That's where I want to be. Yeah. How would your oldest friend describe you? Um, uh, probably uh, driven and annoying and yeah. fun, I'd say. <laughs> What are you most proud of? Uh, uh, Probably a couple of things, Max. Uh, Playing for my country. Um, I think uh, when I was growing up uh, in the era, uh, rugby in Australia was really, really uh, quite quite big, you know, with like your George Smiths and winning a World Cup. Uh, So when I was a kid, I remember we used to watch the anthem and and, uh, cry, you know, watching all the players crying because they really wanted to play for their country. So my goal always was uh, that was one of them. And that's probably one of my proudest moments. The other one um, would be, you know, just just being able to prove a lot of people wrong. Uh, I grew up with obviously a disabled mum, as you know, um, and and, uh, if you've read the story and yeah, probably just wanted to prove everyone wrong. So that's probably one of my favorite achievements showing people that uh yeah anyone can make it if they work hard enough yeah how do you handle times what was that sorry how do you handle hard times uh i attack them hard <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. to be honest mate um depending on what they are like if it's a hard situation um as in like on a rugby field or in a playing field um then for me i just think uh you just got to give it everything you've got um, if it's from an off-field perspective, then you mean like a tragedy or, you know, you know things like that. I think the best thing you can do is talk to people. If you talk yeah. to people about things, uh, yeah, yeah, there's always other people out there that have got worse problems than you. So, yeah, that'd be the two, two things. Yeah. What was your path to professional rugby? Uh, so, I went to a... It was a very long and uh, treacherous road. Um, so, I went to a school... Um, called Woodlawn, which is a rugby league school in Lismore, Northern New South Wales. Um, and I mainly played rugby league there, but uh, Joe Roth, um, his dad, Glenn Roth, was actually our principal. Um, so former Wallaby, um, and he really, at a rugby league school, was pushing rugby union as hard as he could. And I used to play hooker, um, and I was a very skinny little hooker. And uh, I remember he always used to uh, you know, just loved my aggression. So he would put me in the forwards. And then in year 10, um, I made uh, New South Wales country. 
Um, so it would have been 17. And then I got the New South Wales Country Player of the Year. And uh, when I did that, uh, I got a couple of opportunities to go to, to private schools. So one of them was uh, Newington in Sydney uh, and Trinity or Nudgee in Brisbane. Um, and I chose to go to Nudgee because it's only two hours away from my family and it's much closer. And um, yeah, basically went there and then uh, it was actually really tough and, and really enjoyable. Um, but I, I didn't make first 15, I played second 15 at uh, Nudgee. And at first uh, I was training as a seven and then I decided to go back to the centers because I was just too small, Max. I was about, I was ringing wet about 70 kilos in year 12 and everyone else was about 90. So I was a bit, yeah, I was a bit little. And then uh, because I made that uh, 17s team the year before, a few teams in Sydney asked me to come back down there uh, once I finished school. So I went down to Southern Districts and I played um, I played some grade footy down there and really worked my bum off and trained morning and night and uh, didn't drink any alcohol, um, you know, really, really focused on trying to make it. And I remember uh, Mick O'Connor invited me to a sevens training session and I came dead last in every single test. And I think he was never going to ask me to come back ever again. Uh, so that really gave me an idea of where I was at, you know, at the professional level and I was a long way off. So I worked my bum off for the next uh, about 12 months. Uh, would ride every morning on the push bike at five o'clock before work. And then when I got home, I'd go to the gym. Next, uh, next uh, there was a seven storm in Kaima and I called him and I said to Mick O'Connor, I said, hey mate, uh, come down and watch me. And then I'd like to come back to one more training session. So I came back. And when I went back, I won every single fitness session. So that's when I got uh, my chance and I, you know, obviously proved him that I could do it if I wanted to. And yeah, that was where it started, mate. And then, uh, yeah, that's when I got my first contract. Yeah. What was so it, it like? So it took its that... time, but I got there. Yeah. What was it like getting that first contract? Oh, it was amazing, mate. Uh, I still remember, um, I went to Fiji and uh, for the, uh, what do you call it, Oceana Sevens tournament. And he took a sort of a development team um, and he asked me to be the captain. And uh, I was a bit shocked, but it's because I talk a lot. So I think that helps. And uh, then then that weekend we were, me and Tommy Lucas actually, who's one of my, still one of my really close friends. Um, he pulled us aside and he said to us that we'll be making our debut at the Gold Coast. And uh, we both, yeah, we both couldn't believe it. And uh, at the time I was also training with the Waratahs. Um, and I just said, I said to uh, Michael Checker, I said, mate, I'm going to go play sevens. And he said, he said, you can't catch and pass. And I said, well, I'm going to have to learn fast. Um, so it was, you know, it was a really, really good, yeah, it was amazing, mate. Like, honestly, it's, so, it's one of those things, it's so hard to explain the feeling at the time because it just doesn't feel real. Um, but when you look back at it, yeah, it was, it was amazing. Great, great feeling. Yeah. What was it like playing in seven? Oh, it was amazing, mate. Uh, it was it was hard, um, but it was fun. Um, I think I think the travel and and going all around the world is just such an amazing experience. Um, and you, the crowds, um, you know, getting from getting booed in Hong Kong to getting cheered on in Australia, it, it's just amazing. Um, and the support that some of these countries get and the atmosphere in those finals, it is just, uh, it's something that, you know, you, everyone's got to try and experience it at one stage. Um, in terms of the game itself, 
like it is it's just changed so quickly in the last five years and seeing as though it's an olympic sport and it's very professional now um it is a hard game and if you don't give it a hundred percent every time um you can look like an idiot uh and there's plenty of times that i've looked like an idiot i can assure you um you know i, I can actually tell you a funny story i still remember it uh, me and cam clark who now plays for the waratahs we were playing in uh, south africa and we both got stepped and they scored a try and you look up at the screen and they're playing the replay and there's me and him both on the ground. <laughs> so, I mean, we're in plenty of people's But yeah, no, mate, it's a great game. Lovely game. Yeah. And then you came back to 15s? Yeah, so always been a 15s person um, and love it to death. Uh, I'm not <clears throat> I'm not the most skillful player, um, so I'm not really one of those sort of X factors like you your sorties and stuff like that. I sort of, I'm a grinder and I just work my ass off. Um, so I got an opportunity uh, through Stilesy and Matt O'Connor to go back up to the Reds and play NRC and, and then uh, get to play a couple, you know, obviously got to play a couple of games with them. But yeah, it was really enjoyable, mate. And uh, I was amazed at Queensland Premier Rugby. Um, you know, very different to Sydney. Sydney's a lot more physical, but Queensland's so quick and so many young blokes. Um, so it was a really good yes, experience to come up there. And just so skillful too. Like, um, it's amazing how much skill there is up there in Queensland. And, um, you know, well, yeah, it was a great opportunity. And they got a little bit of Brad Thorne as well. Um, but, but yeah, unfortunately, there was, a, there was, for me, there was a lot of really good players in front of me and uh, they were better players than me. So I made the decision to go back to sevens uh, for a season. And um, yeah, but I really enjoyed my time. And I wish I, I wish I um, had got to play more games. Um, but you know, at the time, it, it didn't work, so that's life. Yeah, you played for the Reds as well, right? For a couple of games. Yep, I did. Yeah. Indeed. What was that like playing down, playing Super Rugby? Uh, well, it was awesome. Um, it, it's amazing, Max. You you, um, you don't realise how how close these levels are um you know how close some of the jumps are between sports um but again you then when you're there you've only got to do your job when you're playing some club games or when you're playing nrc sometimes there's guys next to you that aren't as good and you have to do their job as well um but when you get up to that next level if you just do your job um it's not as hard as people think it, it, sorry it is hard but it's not as it's you know as long as you do your job properly it's very enjoyable um, my debut, God, I was scared, man. I was so nervous. Uh, and I am one person that does not get nervous, hey, ever. Um, but I remember Matt O'Connor saying to me, Alex, you've got to go on at fullback. I've never played fullback in my life. And we were losing 40 or 50 nil to the Chiefs and that little Damien McKenzie was in front of me. And uh, God, he's quick. And I said to him, I, I was trying to pay him out and get in his ear and tell him how he wasn't very good. And he just looked at me. He's like, who the hell are you, mate? <laughs> and then, uh, you know, it, it was quite funny. But, uh, yeah, no, mate, it was, it was really enjoyable. And I wish I played more games. Um, but, yeah, I think, uh, I think the standard in Super Rugby, um, you know, is getting better again, which is good to see. It's a shame that this season is not going to go ahead as per normal. But uh, if guys, you know, if in Australia we, we start to want to play for our country again instead of just getting paid, we're going to do really well. And, and I think that's something that it looks like some teams like the Reds are doing really good. They've got a lot of young kids that want to be there, which is what we need. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What are your goals for the next couple of years? 
Um, so, Max, I've just started up a club, a rugby club out here called the Richmond Range. Uh, they haven't been going for about 10 years. Um, just, a, just a local rugby club. And um, I, yeah, I've got them back up and running. Unfortunately, obviously, as everyone knows, the season's going to be shortened, but we are going to be playing. Uh, I've got 38 young kids out here um, keen to play. So I'll be captain coaching that team, um, which will be exciting. And we'll be in the uh, Far North Coast Rugby competition. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's one goal, mate. I really want to get that going, but I don't want it to be a one-year thing. Um, one big problem out here in the country is a lot of those things, they happen once and they don't continue. So I'd like to keep that going. Um, yeah, keep the farm going, mate, and, and uh, just follow my younger brother, who you probably know is down at Melbourne Rebels. Um, you know, he, uh, hopefully he gets some more game time again this year and, and plays. But, yeah, my main goals, mate, are just around the farm now um, and my business. And, and yeah, I want to play rugby for fun. Um, you know, at the end of the day, that's what we all play. And uh, I'd love to make New South Wales country again, um, the senior team. And uh, that's one of my big goals. And uh, I want to try it. There's a, I'm still young um, and I'm still fit. So I'm going to try and play that, uh, that semi-professional football for as long as I can. And my, my partner probably doesn't agree with it, but uh, that's, that's my goal. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. How, keeping yourself, how are you keeping yourself busy and fit during this little period? Okay, so I chase cows. That helps. <laughs> um, and uh, I've actually got a, a home gym out here, so I, I uh, train every day at the moment. But uh, being on the farm, mate, it's very, yeah, it's very active. So we muster cows. Uh, I do a lot of yard work, um, you know, feeding animals. I was just, I was just looking at my study window there before I, the sheep have come home. So you've got to put them away every night, otherwise the wild dogs get them. So yeah, I do a fair bit, mate. But uh, yeah, I've been. Um, you know, I've been going for runs. To be honest, I, I did get quite unfit probably at the start of this, but, you know, this coronavirus has been good to get back into some routine and start training again. So, yeah, it's, uh, I'm looking forward to trying to get this. So it looks like our rugby season starts next week. So um, hopefully good. I can get that, yeah, some training back in and get all the boys back together and in groups of 10 apparently. But, uh, yeah, it'll be good to, to get back in. But that's what I've been doing, mate, just farm work and, and a bit of gym and training. Yeah. Who's the worst teammate to run with for your career and why? Oh, God. Um, a bloke named Paul Asquith, who's now over at the Scarlets in, in um, Wales. He would be one of the worst um, to room with because he, is, he just smells, man. I swear he never showers even when we come home from big plane trips. Um, and then the other one would be Chucky Steno. He can't eat. He refuses to wear clothes, so you know you got to. Uh, yeah, exactly. You got to when you when you have him as a roommate, it's a bit. Uh, you got to sort of sleep with one eye open, and um, yeah, you just you just don't want to get caught out in the middle of the night, you know, because he's always got no bloody clothes on the bugger. But, yeah. yeah, those two are maybe the worst. <laughs> yeah. What's the best word that can describe you right now? Um. Content. Yeah. What advice would you give a 12-year-old today? Um, play as much sport as you can. Uh, get involved with as many sports as you can. Um, 
That'd be one of my biggest ones, mate. Um, you know, there's so many good skills in all different sports that can help you with whatever, you know, whatever you want to do, in, including, you know, not just sporting, but also outside of sport, um, communication skills, all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, just get out and enjoy yourself and meet new people. I mean, the best thing that's ever happened to me is sport. I've met some of my best friends in the world. Um, so that'd be the one bit of advice. And then the other one for a 12 year old is learn how to lose. And actually got to learn how to lose. Um, yeah because you can't win everything, and that includes job interviews, you know? And uh, if you learn how to lose, then you're gonna find ways to win, right? Um, so if you can learn, you know, you can learn to accept defeat um, and make yourself better, you'll win. You'll win in the future. Yeah. Thanks for coming on today, Alex. That's right, Max. Thanks for having me, mate. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. I really hope you guys enjoyed it, and I'll see you in the next one. They do have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry, way downtown. 